Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group Royally Obsessed. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review, which we appreciate. Mm -hmm. It's always very nice to see. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week, we have much to discuss, as always. Yes. And so we're going to start with the Queen's statement, mm -hmm. the Prince's speech, yes, which is a play on the King's speech. Also, it's literally what it is. I know. What they are. I loved it. I was like, I've done it. <laughs> figured it out. I've punned. And then we have Cambridge events and other things we aren't too pleased about. Yeah. Also... It's our 100th episode. It is. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's our 100th episode. And to celebrate it, the monarchy feels like it's falling apart. <laughs> My God. It was really kind of them to time it like this for us. It's really a Lisa and Caitlin, how are your lives going type moment. They're like, let's look at the last two years, this journey. Here yeah, it is. here it is. Wow. Tough. Also, in celebration of the 100th episode, Lisa and I are prepared to reveal something about ourselves that we've never revealed before. But you'll have to keep listening <laughs> to understand what we're talking about. <laughs> it's so creepy. We are so creepy, um, as always. But first, uh, a royal cocktail. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. I wanted to get champagne for the occasion, but it would have necessitated too much time outdoors. Yes, it's not a good time to go outside. No, not in New York City, at least. And so we are drinking tea with some Crown Royal whiskey. Crown Royal, you know, it's got crowns all over it. Yes, and the tea is peppermint. I believe we just had peppermint tea. No, you did peppermint. Oh. I have Earl Grey. I'm oh. trying to be as on theme as possible. My God, you're going to be up all night with a caffeine. We'll see. I am not affected by caffeine in those kinds of ways. Really? I'm a, I know. I'm a really good sleeper. That's a brag. I'm sorry. Whoa. I know it's really cruel to some people. I understand. I'm a really bad sleeper. <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I am a great sleeper. I could be asleep right now. Um, but I'm not. And I'm glad you're all here with me. Um, okay. And then uh, we have a listener email. It's really cute. It's from Emily. The subject is Kate Middleton's doppelganger. Greetings, ladies, longtime listener, big fan, and first-time emailer. Allow me to get straight to the point, a.k.a. the best news of my life. It all started when I re reposted Kate's recent birthday portrait as hair goals. Much to my surprise, an overly generous friend replied, you look so much alike. My immediate response was pure confusion and disbelief, quickly followed by extreme excitement. I obviously shared the comment to honor the momentous occasion, and just when I thought my day couldn't get any better, the sentiment was echoed by no fewer than two others— are these Hall of Fame human beings or what? I'm attaching a screenshot of the message from my most generous friend, along with a recent photo of my own face. You be the judges. Thank you for providing me with my favorite way to commute on Thursday mornings, Emily. Okay, so Emily sent us a photo of herself. To be fair, she is dressed in a very Kate Middleton sort of manner with a printed blouse, and she's holding a coupe, like a cocktail. Um, 
Okay, so here's my assessment. Emily, gorgeous. You are gorgeous. I think Emily's very beautiful. Very beautiful. So she has hair. So she has that in common with Kate Middleton. They have similar, like, sort of um, mid-length brown hair. They have similar sort of apple-cheeked when they smile and apple cheek. At the same time, I am a brunette. Um, with mid-length hair, as are you. I also get a little apple-cheeked when I smile, and I've also been known to wear a print and hold a coupe. So, like, Mm. at the end of the day, I do believe we are all white brunette women. Not all of us. I mean, me, you, Emily, and Kate Middleton. Yeah, I don't think that you look that much like her, but I do get it. I do get it. And you are stunning, and you have excellent eyebrows. Yes. So, like, those are all true statements. I do think it's that funny thing of, like, just being told that you look like another white brunette lady. Like, I once had a customer when I was a cashier at a beauty store who was like, you look exactly like Katie Holmes. Like, you could sign her autograph. You don't look anything like her. I look nothing like Katie Holmes. I mean, thank you. That was a wonderful thing to say. But, like, no. I do not see that. She's just a brunette woman who's also, like, six inches taller than me. Just saying. Um, But, Emily, thank you for writing. You are a doll and so gorgeous, and I would love to be sharing a cocktail with you while wearing a printed blouse. It's really (laughs) my look as well. Um, Okay. Now. This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. We're hitting our 100th episode. Yes. I cannot believe it. I really, I really cannot. I know. It's been, like, okay. I think it's time for our origin story. Okay, so here's something we've never revealed on the podcast before. Um, I didn't know Lisa before this podcast started. No. <laughs> yes. So, so Caitlin and I, we we wrote for a similar publication or the same publication, and mm-hmm. so we like knew of each other. But when the opportunity for this podcast presented itself to both of us, we did not know each other, no. and so. It's funny because now you're truly one of my closest friends (laughs) and we talk all day every day about many things like royals or even just like a tiny, tiny fraction. We mostly just chat about like our lives and work and like money and therapy and (laughs) friends and not friends. Yeah, boys. Yeah, boys. Like we you've really become one of my very best friends. And it's so funny because I this podcast to me has been like a testament to like meeting one of my closest friends. Yeah. And I'm sure if I listened to the earlier episodes, which I cannot bring myself to because <laughs> I did not know what the F I was doing. I've yeah. never hosted a show before. Like I truly like I like I just break out in anxiety. Like, Some listeners are like, duh, I could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and, both of us. Yeah. Like I, I read all the reviews. I've read every <laughs> single review. Like I know I know what it was like back then. But like it's funny because I I remember, you know, we would just get closer and closer on yeah. air and now now I'm, it's all here. Now I talk to you all day, every day. Yeah. But no, we were sort of like set up by our parent company. It was like, you two might get along. So you guys should meet. And then they like waited to see if we had chemistry. And we did. And so they launched the show. And um, now I text Lisa once an hour. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's really wild. Uh, last week, as you may have seen from some of our social media, we went to Elizabeth Holmes' 40th birthday party, which, yes, I am name dropping because I was so honored that we were invited. And when I arrived at the party, I saw Elizabeth first and she was like, oh, your wife is back here, your pod wife. <laughs> and I looked I, across the room, I saw Lisa and I was like, oh, thank God she's here. <laughs> you know, it was really a nice comfort of like, oh, I'm really intimidated to be at this party, but Lisa's here. So everything's going to be okay. Um, so yeah, when you think about that it's been two years-ish, like it's 100 episodes, but it's less than two years since we launched. Um, 
It's really wild. So just think about how much has happened in those hundred weeks-ish. Um, when we started this podcast, uh, there was no Prince Louis, which, what a dark, dark time. Yeah. And when we started, uh, Megan and Harry hadn't been married yet. No. And so we didn't know what the day would look like. And it ended up like just being one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. And Archie wasn't around yet. There was no Archie, not even a glimmer in an eye. And when you think about those first, if you listen to those first couple of episodes, which again, we are horrified if you I, do. I can't. I, uh, <laughs> I want like, to curl up in a ball and die. I wish I could take them offline. If you listen to those first couple of episodes, really what the podcast was, was weekly updates on what we knew about Meghan and Harry's wedding that hadn't happened yet. It was like, we hear that the cake is going to be lemon elderflower. We hear that this girl might be a bridesmaid. It was like really all speculative and only about the wedding. Super speculative, way more gossipy. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy to to listen to. And it's really so much has happened with this monarchy. And it, like I said at the top, like it's really crazy to me that this is happening. This anniversary of ours is happening at the same time as Prince Harry is stepping back from his family. You know, it's just um, not that he, again, chose this at the same time, but it's just like this. I couldn't have imagined that two years ago. And now here we are. And um, we've had such incredible guests. Like you mentioned Elizabeth, who has been really kind to us. Kristen Meinzer has been remarkable to us. I had Lainey from Lainey Gossip on, one of my like all-time favorite people. Yes. Um, you know, we love having the Fug Girls on. That oh, yeah. Is, Fug Girls, like, we love such a them. crazy honor for me because I've been reading them since college. And they wished me a happy birthday. Lisa surprised me with a, a recording of them wishing me a happy birthday. Also, not for nothing, Lisa's birthday is next week. And if anybody has any, any ideas for what I can do about it, please DM me. Um, so that is so special. I remember we had uh, Victoria Arbiter on, and she told us about go-karting with Princess Diana. Like, wow. I just incredible to remember some of these stories and anecdotes that we've gotten over the years. Um, I'm so thankful to all of our guests. Um, ugh, it's just been really, really special. And and maybe we should go through some highs and lows, as everybody knows if you're not a new listener. And if you are a new listener, you're probably like, why are you guys like talking about yourselves too much? You make me want to puke. We're giving um, you a break from the Sussexes by talking yeah. about ourselves first. Um, so some of the, let's go through some of the highs and lows of the show, yes. not like of the two mm -hmm. years with the real. Yeah. Um, so my low, oh, I say this all the time, but my low is the tabloids and the fact that, um, you know, we'll like say something like just an observation, really benign. And then suddenly it's all over these tabloids and they're like, royal shocker, baby yeah. can walk. Yeah. Bizarre. And my low is, um, again, how in those early episodes um, we have a lot of sound effects, <laughs> which we eventually did away with. But that's a that's an overall low. Oh, and a low for me would also for the show be when um, last July I lost my voice so thoroughly I absolutely couldn't work, couldn't couldn't record this podcast. Mm -hmm. And you had we had to find a guest. Well, we had actually a guest booked, but we had to scramble to find a co-host for you. Yeah. God, that was very stressful. My high would be. Um, Oh, the covering the royal wedding um, in May 2018, even just like outside of like royal events, we got to go to the plaza and record a special episode at the plaza and have like a crazy caffeinated episode the day of the wedding. Yeah, it was just such a special time. Like I really remember that spring so fondly because it just felt like we were really counting down to something so joyful and so happy and great and fun and 
we really got to max it out on the show and it became like a bigger event for me because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll always remember that super fondly and all the pictures that we took in the plaza, all the selfies and things with our producers as we like manically <laughs> set up microphones, you can see the true joy and like glee in my eyes. And it was really a fun time. And all the weeping that I did the next day was a joy. Um, my high would of course be this community that we have um, only helped create because I really feel like it's so much bigger than us now. But when we hear about meetups all around the world um, from fellow obsessees and from Roros, and when we have gotten letters every week um, from how the show just like perks up your commute, like I feel really humbled by it because I can't imagine bringing joy to people in that kind of way. And I'm so glad to hear that we are improving your Thursday mornings or whenever you're listening in any kind of way. Even if we just help you clean out your closet, if you're listening to us while you do that, that makes me happy too. (laughs) Just to think that we make anybody happy with just like our silly ramblings about this family, um, that we bring joy doing the thing that makes us happy is really great. So thank you um, so much for listening with 100 episodes and here's too many more. Yay. Um, So now we're going to go to the actual news of the week. Um, Obviously, the biggest royal news is what's going on with Meghan and Harry. And so um, this happened over the weekend. So I believe I was in Ikea and Caitlin (laughs) notified me of this statement. But the Queen um, and Buckingham Palace both put forth statements saying that they had... um, figured they'd come to a deal with Harry and Meghan and outlining what it was going to look like. Um, The Queen's statement was a bit more personal. Um, She talked about how Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved members of the family. And and she said that she recognizes the challenges they've experienced as a result of intense scrutiny over the last two years. And she supports their wish for a more independent life. And then thanked them for all of their help and then said that she was particularly proud of how Meghan has so quickly become one of the family. And then she mentioned the agreement. And then Buckingham Palace's statement further details what's actually going to happen. So they said that um, Meghan and Harry are stepping back from royal duties, including official military appointments, and they're no longer going to receive public funds for royal duties. And... um, the queen has given her blessing that they can maintain their private patronages and associations and they that the Sussexes have made it clear that they're going to do everything they can to uphold the values of uh, the queen. And they're still HRH, but they're not going to use the titles moving forward. Yes, which led to a little confusion. Um, it goes to show that this stuff is so complicated and sort of in the weeds that um, – even this statement, which I'm sure was so carefully constructed, led some royal aides and royals reporters to be like, wait, have they been stripped of their HRH or are they not HRH or they're just not using it? And it was sort of clarified that they are they remain HRH, but they will not be using HRH, um, which, yes, is like splitting hairs, especially to, let's say, Americans. But it is, of course, important. Yeah, and the UK press is pretty obsessing over it. And also, it's, I mean, as writers, as journalists, like, you have to be specific, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we need to know exactly how to refer to them. So not using HRH but not having been stripped of it is an important clarification. But some quick things that I just want to, you know, this these statements were major, right? And I feel like they were delivered as sort of bullet points um, over Twitter from a lot of the Royals reporters, which is not wrong. It's just, like... There's so much to parse here that they were like, here's like the the big heavy hitting things, the HRH thing, no military appointments. Um, Again, the Queen's sort of very intimate tone. Um, My the first thing that caught my eye was that 
the statement from the Queen starts following many months of conversations and more recent discussions, because to me, that seems to clarify that this has been going on for a long time. Yes, which uh, is really helpful because there were so many reports as soon as um, the Sussexes issued their statement that the palace was blindsided. But then this seems to confirm the fact that, no, they knew that this was happening. Maybe they they just weren't as aware of the timing of that one statement. Yeah. And also the Queen admits that they've had challenges, which like maybe sounds silly um, or that they've had intense scrutiny, but it sort of calls it out and it it um, what's it gives it validation, I guess is what I'm saying. It validates the pain that they've been through, which I think is important. Yes, but I think it can be argued that it took until this moment for her to say anything about it because everyone's been seeing it. Yeah. Everyone's been witnessing it, but who in the royal family has publicly tried to do anything to stop it. Right. It just, to me, that felt like a significant, maybe again, it's like my therapy talk speaking, but like to have her sort of validate that they've been through a tough time felt special to me. Uh, She once again said family a million times. Um, Mm -hmm. Family is like every fifth word. And, uh, you know, they'll always be much loved members of my family. Um, Seems really special. And the line she said, I'm particularly proud of how Meghan has so quickly become one of the family is really tender and lovely coming from her. Um, So there was that. And then uh, just a lot. There's a lot here. In some ways, I think this felt um, more severe than what we were expecting. But what was I expecting? I don't even know. Yeah, there was so much speculation for the past like week or two. I don't even Mm -hmm. remember when it started. But everyone's been like, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. But it just goes to show that truly like no one knows what's going to happen. And it's all speculation. So I don't think people, I mean, there was a lot of questions about um, how the role that they had outlined would actually work. And this is actually what was decided. But it just kind of goes to show that people are just thinking out loud. Yeah, we're all like in it together. We're all trying to figure out what this means together. We as commentators, fans as fans, Royals reporters as Royals reporters, we're all just like doing our best to figure out what all of this means. But it just, it felt severe to me in a way that I, like when we got that statement, when I saw it on wherever I saw it, Instagram or something, I was like, oh man. Yeah. And then um, the next day, We're not going to address what happened in the morning yet. We'll get to that later. But on Sunday night, um, Prince Harry actually spoke out about this statement, um, or not about the statement, but about what's been going on. What's been going on. He was at an event for the Centibale charity that he is so passionate about and that he's worked on since I think it was 2006. He's been doing this for a while, and it's carrying on his mother's legacy of working um, with HIV and AIDS. And so his speech was quite remarkable because it was really like, first of all, it wasn't you know, a press release. It wasn't no. a statement given to the press. It was it, it was given from him personally at an event where love, like in a lovely way, they, it also was bringing all this attention to this charity that was so important to him. Yes. And it was very personal and very, very powerful. Yes. I will just say, like, just to sort of frame this, like when Lisa brought it to my attention, because again, <laughs> that's Lisa, how we operate. That's how we operate. Lisa was like, oh my God, watch this. It was maybe seven minutes after it was posted. And I was like, I have to stop what I'm doing to watch this video from Sussex Royal. That's where I saw it, um, of Harry's speech. My mouth dropped open. I couldn't believe what he was saying. I was like, wow, he's really going there. I watched it with my boyfriend. My boyfriend's like, what did he say? That was like shocking to you. And I, after I I took like a, a couple of hours and reread it this morning. I was like, I guess it's not shocking. Like, but it <laughs> for was... him as a casual like Royals observer, he's like, Harry didn't say anything wild in that speech. And he really didn't. It was very measured. It was very calm. It was personal, but not, you know, juicy or anything. It was he did what he he spoke like a prince, of course, like he knows what he's doing. 
And I think it just felt so shocking to me because I couldn't believe he addressed it directly and I didn't think he would, not anytime soon. And here we have the very next day him saying, like, you've been reading about me for days. Like, I'm just going to chat with you guys directly. Yeah, and it was interesting because he he talks about how he's Harry, the same person that many of you have watched grow up over the last 35 years. And he addressed being, like, the second son of Diana. And so he really, like, spoke directly to the people. Like, you could, it felt like he was talking to all of us, like, people who have watched him for so long. And he's like, you know me. Like, you know me well enough. And so um, I and speaking about that line that he said, as you saw me find the love and happiness that I hoped for all my life, um, finally, the second son of Diana got hitched. Hooray. Like, you know, you've been with me through all of this and now you're still with me as you see that I'm going through a bad thing. And he also said, I know I also know that you've come to know me well enough over all these years to trust that the woman I chose as my wife upholds the same values as I do. And she does. And she's the same woman I fell in love with. We both do everything we can to fly the flag and carry out our roles for this country with pride. And he talked about how when they first got married, they were excited, hopeful and here to serve and that it brings them great sad or brings him great sadness that it had to come to this. And he says, and this is very important, the decision that I have made for my wife and I to step back is not one that I made lightly. And so directly in reference to all of the like horrible headlines and tweets and everything. That this was Megan's doing. Yeah, because that's the angle that so many people wanted to take. Like, oh, this woman like came in Yoko ono Like, I saw Yoko tweets and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he's like, no, this was my decision. This was my decision. Um, and then he says, there was no other option. There was no other option. This is what we had to do. Um, and he addressed the media. He said like, the media is a powerful force. And so it's like they confirmed everything, you know, like, This is why they're walking away. And this is what they want to do. He said, like, they're going to keep serving. He's very sad to give up his military associations because he's so proud of that. And he's going to keep serving the queen as best he can in this new role. Then he addressed um, having the utmost respect for his grandmother, his commander in chief. And he said that together you've given me an education about living, which Laney Gossip on Tuesday did a whole thing looking at how that's really similar to a line that Diana gave Mm -hmm. when she had given a speech about trying to step back from the public eye, you know, after like endless scrutiny and harassment and horrible things that she was dealing with. And then um, he ends it with, we're taking a leap of faith. Thank you for giving me the courage to take this next step. Yeah. Also, I wanted to shout out that, of course, he mentioned um, that we, you know, he feels excited um, and that Archie just saw snow for the first time and thought it was bloody brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a really, really good speech. And it I think the fact that it was just an iPhone video that wasn't very well lit made it feel like even more personal because it felt like a real person talking, which he is a real person. And I think that's been something that people have missed. Over the last few years, like these are people, these are like lives that you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. And I think it's always nice to point out that he did this at Centibale, which means that now more people are Googling Centibale. That's how that works. Where they Mm -hmm. give these big dramatic speeches or when they see something like interesting about like if Kate does says something off the cuff about Prince Louis, it's rarely off the cuff because then it brings attention to that charity. If one of them wears an interesting outfit, then you start paying attention to that charity's outfit where she wore it. Like all of these decisions are to bring more attention to something also, in addition to giving us a little bit about their lives. Like now we know more about Centibale and we got to see more of that gorgeous event with all mm-hmm. the flowers. My God. So that was really lovely. Um, In the last week also, since all of this has been going on, um, of course, we've all seen images of Megan visiting with women's organizations in East Vancouver. Um, 
And so Harper's Bazaar, of course, uh, with the wonderful Omid Scooby, has lots more information about those visits. You know, you've seen the photos where Megan just looks much more relaxed. She's like in a sweater and pants and she doesn't have to be in like full tights doing a walkabout. She's just meeting with these women's organizations. And they all said, you know, she's there taking notes. She's meeting with women. She's focusing on indigenous women in Vancouver. And it's really, I think, maybe, you know, again, a little hint of what is to come. Yeah, I think we can all safely assume that this is the sort of work that's important to her. And even if she's now back into a more private life, she's going to be working with women. And speaking of that private life, so talking about like, when I really look at this week, I'm like something has developed every morning and every afternoon, every day since mm-hmm. this announcement. Um, but of course, the there were f- paparazzi photos taken of Megan on a hike with Archie strapped to her chest and with two dogs. I want to first of all thank all of the listeners who immediately messaged me and Lisa to be like, that dog, the dog. It's hard to like... The range of emotions is very real because I was like, oh, my God, the dog. And we also got a dog name, Oz. Holy crap. Um, thrilling. But – and Megan looked really happy. and She looked so happy and so relaxed. But then immediately you're like, wait, this is a gross invasion of privacy. Yeah. So typical emotional range for us, too, because we always want more, but we also want them to have happy lives, which means less coverage. Um, but Megan looks relaxed and happy in the photos, which might make you think that she – would be happy about the photos. And in in fact, that's how it was framed by a lot of outlets. We're like, see, she's thrilled now. Like, she loves paparazzi in in Canada. But then it turned out that, you know, from video, you can see this. It's on fan accounts and things that the paparazzo seemed to have been in a bush or in a tree with a long lens. Like, she didn't necessarily know that they were there. She might have been smiling at something else. Like, you can't assume that she knew the paparazzi were there. I wanted them to be there. And then the next day um, started pursuing legal action against the photos that were taken. Yeah. And um, the legal action has shown that they, the paparazzi are like camping out and yeah. kind of hounding them. And so I've seen a lot of like tweets that have kind of been bothersome where people are like, see, this is what you get if you wanted to, you know, step back from royal duties, this is what happens. As if there's never, ever been paparazzi pictures of royals in their personal life before. Right. I've seen pictures of Kate walking in Kensington Gardens. and yeah, with like, the kids. Yeah, like, and there have been, like, some really horrible pictures taken, too. Like, we, it, everyone's just... Has lost their minds. Yeah, that's been, <laughs> like, everyone has lost. Everyone has lost their minds. So, you know, I had noticed some of the fan accounts I follow refused to post the images of Megan hiking because they were like, she's not happy about these. So as her fans, we don't want to show the images. Um, I just think the way you received those images is once again an indicator of where you fall in this situation. If you are gleeful about the fact that there are still paparazzi following Meghan Markle, like, I need you to reexamine your priorities because are you happy that she's still being hounded? Like, I don't, you know, ew. So... I also kind of hate that image ran on the cover of The Sun, and the the headline was The Joy of Sussex, which is a, a pun on The Joy of Sex, like the 1970s like oh. sex manual. So, you know, ew. That's my, like, very complicated analysis. It's just, ew, about all of this. Um, but especially I'm grossed out by the glee in which some of the royals reporters or royals commentators were like, hmm, well, I guess there are still paparazzi in Canada. Obviously, there are still paparazzi in Canada. Maybe this is the point where, since I'm already mad, (laughs) I stay mad, shall we? Yeah. Um, So Sunday morning, you know, the Queen releases and Buckingham Palace released a statement midday on Saturday. Midday in in the U.S., I should say. Midday on the east coast of the U.S. Um, 
they make this monumental, oops, sorry, this, <laughs> this monumental statement about, you know, the family, about Prince Harry not using HRH anymore and being stripped of his military appointments, all this major thing. The very next time we hear from the queen or see the queen is the next day, less than 24 hours later, she attends church with Prince Andrew. <sighs> like, I... <laughs> I cannot wrap my head no, around no, this. No. I'm like, what the heck yeah. are you effing thinking? Yeah, like what? Why like, is this the move? Like, okay, and then also this, at the same time, um, there's like statements in tabloids about how Andrew is her rock, and we're like, this is the narrative you're pushing forward? Yeah. This guy? This is the moment? The, and like with his HRH title still? Right. Like Prince Andrew, who again, we are not the police and we are not prosecutors so we can't say anything about prince andrew but like what we know for a fact is he associated with a convicted sex offender so why like what is like i just i was happy i've been so happy with how a lot how the queen has handled a lot of this related to the sussexes but like there is something in me that really smarts when i think about the fact that the Sussexes have really been through some stuff and have not gotten a lot of support. And then you have Prince Andrew being trotted out at church. And the queen is like gleeful, like big happy smile as she walks to church with her son, who is her a mess. rock. Her rock. I am mad. This is one of the most tone deaf things I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, even if you want to privately support them, yeah. like do yeah. just whatever be who you are do what you got to do but like to have this be the public message you're sending this yeah. is like what what are they doing everyone has lost their damn mind yeah i just this you know i actually saw something in the facebook group right before we recorded um where <laughs> one of our followers was like I think I'm getting sick of Meghan and Harry. Like, I'm sick of this story. And, like, am I no longer royally obsessed? This was sort of my moment for me where I was like, this family is a mess, and I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it anymore. Like, I am burnt out on this messed up family. That's yeah. where the Queen Elizabeth took me on Sunday morning. I'm just, I'm really, I. this makes me very upset. <laughs> we just, it's the nicest thing I have to say. I'm just like, that is grotesque. And like, I'm confused. Who are your advisors? Who is your PR team? Like, yeah. at the very least, your family has just endured a huge blow because yeah. these two people who are, you know, global superstars, they are yeah. so beloved. They are so popular. Maybe not by everyone. Clearly not by everyone. We've seen a lot of horrible things. But by and large, the popular opinion is that people like them. They back away. And they have, like, said, you know, it's because of the media and you have alluded to their struggles. And yet you trot out your son who so like who had to step back from royal duties, not because he was being hounded for no good reason, but because he gave a disastrous interview about his association with a known pedophile. And is an absolute embarrassment to that entire family. Like, wow. And has been for decades. Yikes. Yikes. So let's... Um, anyway, <laughs> I need passionate. That, I need something that will make me happy. And so here's the thing that makes me happy. Kate Middleton wearing red sequins. Yes. Okay. So last night we got the UK Africa Summit, which was like really some fancy royal stuff. That's officially what I'm calling it. Capital letters, fancy royal stuff. <laughs> um, so we had William and Kate. We had Princess Anne. We had Sophie and Prince Edward um, all there with African leaders. We had... <clears throat> 
Prince William giving a lovely speech, um, of course, stepping once again into his role as the heir. Um, he gave a great speech talking about his importance of Africa to him, reminding us once again that he and Harry were taken there after their mother died by Prince Charles as a place to sort of regroup and recoup. Um, also that he proposed to Kate there. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. So um, actually, Roro pointed this out that it was, I think, well, we, of course, we knew that he proposed in Kenya because they had mentioned that, I believe, in their BBC interview all mm-hmm. of almost 10 years ago. Um, but also he said, I got down on one knee in Kenya, mm-hmm. which was like a nice moment because Aurora pointed out that we didn't know that he got down on one knee. <laughs> like, ah. it goes to show that Prince William still has to get down on one knee. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a lovely little bit of, um, you know, a personal detail. And Kate Middleton, smashing. She wore needle and thread, a red dress with sequins, lace, cool red shoes. Her hair was resplendent per usual. She seems to have maybe trimmed the bang, the side bang, which I can't do myself. I can't do either. So it only can be... I mean, if you guys Emily out there, from the letter could do. Yes. Like if you guys out there can make the little side bang work, I think you need to have a professional like Kate Middleton has helping her. But mm-hmm. if you can do it on your own, all the power to you. Um, but she looked so great. They looked just regal. I know that sounds really obvious to say in this context, but she matched the walls of Buckingham Palace. Like you were like, here's a woman who is very happy to be there and these two are running things and they're going to be just fine in this role. And it made me feel good. Um, I also noted a tweet that we saw from a royal reporter who it was, she posted a, a very quick video of Prince Edward and his wife Sophie and Princess Anne, you know, sort of greeting, all of them greeting William and Kate. And she noted that this is the new royal order. William, Kate, Anne, Edward and Sophie. No, Andrew, Harry or Meghan. This is like a bit of a silly thing to say because you rarely saw all of them at an event like this and you wouldn't necessarily have seen all of them at this event if it weren't for the Sussex, you know, sort of split. But it was like, oh, here's Sophie and Edward like stepping up a little bit or maybe you're just noticing them more. Also, um, Sophie also wore a red dress and so she sort of matched Kate and also matched the walls. It was an Aliyah which we know from Clueless, yes. <laughs> is a very important designer. And it was her birthday. And it was her birthday. So happy birthday to the Countess of Wessex. I'm really sorry that your birthday also fell the week of our 100th episode. Otherwise, you would have been a rock star this week in real history. But alas, we are focused entirely on ourselves, <laughs> per usual. Um, but no, it was really great. Um, and, you know, life goes on, I guess. Life goes on. And also one other thing, um, we're... People are so many people are freaking out. Like, what are the Sussexes gonna do now that they're like a little bit more independent? Like, are they gonna do all these different commercial things? Then it came to light that um, the Queen's grandson Peter Phillips has appeared in an ad for milk. <laughs> so like, you know, things are nutty in Royals Land. Okay, when we are talking about Peter Phillips doing something wrong, like, what planet are we on? I am. Uh, the imagery, I don't know if you guys have like watched any of the videos, uh, but yes, there was a report that came out that, not a report, you can see it clear as day, but the Queen's grandson, Peter Phillips, which is uh, Prince Anne, Princess Anne's son, um, is in an advertisement promoting milk from a dairy company in China. So it shows him drinking a glass of milk, being served a glass of milk in a palace. Then he gulps it. Then it's like cows grazing in the field. He opens a fridge for more milk. How did this happen? Like, how did this ad happen? But he's not a senior royal, so. He's not a senior royal, but it just goes to show, like, 
people associated with the royal family capitalize on the royal family to make money. Just a fact. So don't go pointing fingers and making assumptions about other people when. Yeah. When, I mean, like, I guess. Others already are doing. People have been doing this for years. I mean, we can all remember. I mean, Lisa and I were children, but um, Fergie had a had that weight. Watchers deal. Oh yeah, I forgot about or, that. Or Jenny Craig. Like they've it's happened before, it'll happen again. This happens to be a pretty egregious example because it just seems to really, if I may, cheapen the monarchy. He's like in a fake castle, you know? Come on. So this family. <laughs> this family. I just um wow. Before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows of the week. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low will be some of the really horrible headlines and tweets and awful things I've seen this past week. Yeah. Yeah. Ongoing. Um, Yeah, my low would be, like I said, the glee with which some British tabloid reporters or British people in the media... um, thought it was hilarious that Megan is still getting paparazzi photos taken of her, that she couldn't escape it. Can you imagine taking such glee publicly Mm-mm. in someone else's unhappiness? Like, it's a little embarrassing, I think, for them and deeply unprofessional. So that is my low. My low is that they have to pursue this legal action already. Um, I am looking forward to learning more about British Columbian privacy law. That's already happening. <laughs> I can't say I knew anything about that province's feelings about privacy um my high is kate middleton and red sequins or archie's legs they delight um, me they continue remember they were puffy yeah that should have been a high point for the podcast in general puffy legs my high um not to like uh paparazzi photos but my high is the pictures of harry getting off the plane in vancouver and yeah. just like he looks so joyful and it's kind of just like a moment you're like you're free you're free um I tweeted this, um, but I feel like these couple of days for Harry have felt like the end of The Truman Show. If you've never seen The Truman Show, spoiler alert, he finds out he's on a show and he finds out he can leave the show. It's like a reality show that Jim Carrey doesn't know he's in. And the end of the movie is him realizing he's allowed to leave. And he like joyfully runs up the stairs and enters the real world for the first time. And that's sort of my vision for Harry right now is that he's at the end of the set and he gets to run up the stairs now and live the life that he's always wanted. Um, and we'll be here to watch and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys can drop us an email at infogallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Um, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We've had some really constructive reviews recently, including one from Chai Town Roro. It's quite long, so I'm going to sum it up a little bit, but it's actually a four-star review, not a five-star. <laughs> um, and they write that they've been listening to the podcast for well over a year, and they're a member of the Roro community. And then they said that they don't they don't notice the vocal fry, which thank is you. like, thank you, thank you. So many people do notice it, so we appreciate it. Um, but then she says, or they say, sorry, uh, here's my criticism. As many other reviewers have mentioned, all their coverage comments about Megan and Harry are positive and favorable. I absolutely love Megan and Harry. That doesn't mean I only want to hear the good stuff. I want to hear everything. Lisa and Caitlin dislike talking about any of the negative stories and never gossip, speculate, or discuss rumors, which is, which is nice and all. But come on, sometimes we want to hear that stuff. And so then it goes on. But just to address that, like, First of all, there's so much negativity to the degree that the Sussexes have now, like, left their 
royal life, mm-hmm. their life of senior royals. So like there's no need for us in a extremely lighthearted podcast that is meant to be fun entertainment. And that is really just like me chatting with my friend. Mm-hmm. Like that is not really, in my opinion, the avenue to discuss like negative things. Like well, also, that. sometimes we don't discuss the rumors because sometimes they are rumors. Um, so we have to worry about like legal things. And like with Pris- Prince Andrew, um, the allegations are very severe. And again, we felt like the format did not lend itself to that. And on top of it, as I've mentioned repeatedly, the tabloids listen to us. They take our comment as our comments as gospel and they sensationalize the very simple things that we say. So like the Daily Express is truly like the worst culprit in that. And they do it all the time. So if like something we've worried about when we've talked about rumors or we've thought about talking about rumors like what will we say and how will it be used as fact like we can't really just kind of lightheartedly gossip on here and it's yeah i don't or i don't want to be a voice that adds to um Mm -hmm. the fire of something that i truly know nothing about because again i'm not in their homes um that said i really understand the criticism and we are taking it to heart and i have heard that before and i get it like That's why also I'm ranting about the queen this week because she made me really, really angry. And certainly, you know, Meghan and Harry and William and Kate have done things that I don't love. And I'm happy to voice that more often. I just sometimes I'm working through it at the same time you guys are. You know, I with Meghan and Harry, my first thought was um, happiness for them. Like they escaped. Then I was like, oh, this is kind of a mess. You should have done it differently. I can understand why some people thought they were disrespectful. Like I completely get the full range and I think I am sometimes processing it in real time. But it's something that I will um, keep in mind for sure in the next hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. Um, you can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and Caitlin, when can we follow you? You can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my rating at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week, God save the pod. Woo, hundred! <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.